So, <clears throat> how was that? Questions? Comments? Uh, I think you have to flip a button on the back. Okay, is it working? Yeah. Um, I noticed that uh, with um, uh, being aware of the mind, be, being aware of thoughts, yes. there was a kind of lag. A lag? Yeah, I felt this kind of hmm. lag, like, you know, thought and thought kind of happening, ah. and then the Recognize. re- recognition of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And are you, are you suggesting that when other experience was being known, there wasn't a lag? Like, as soon as sound was heard, there was a recognition that hearing was happening. Now, I felt like there was a little bit of a lag each time, but more of a lag with thought. More of a lag. And let me, let me be clear, that a thought happened and then later you recognized it, or there was a sequence of thought going one, two, three thoughts, and then you recognized a sequence? Sometimes it was a sequence, but sometimes it was, you know, a kind of unfolding of a thought or image. Not, you know, just okay, sure. talking seconds here. Okay. And then a kind of awareness of that. Right. This is, uh, I think this is a, f- a fairly common experience for, for many people, and others of you can confirm it or not, that uh, initially in practice, and that might be at the beginning of a sitting, it might be the first few days of a retreat, it might be the first few years of practice. So we'll say, in the beginning, yeah, mindfulness often is not, or the awareness is not rate, is not quite that, uh, that sharp, that responsive to recognize what's going on. So, just know that that happens that way. Now the question for you is, is that okay? Yeah, I mean, and actually, it, it yeah. didn't feel like it, it, what felt slightly different about this form of practice yeah. is that it wasn't mindfulness of the thought, it was mindfulness of being aware of the thought. Good. And, and that that was where I felt the lag. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so she made a distinction between a thought happened, there was awareness of the thought, but what she was also noticing is that there was awareness of the awareness of thinking. And that's what was a little slow. Okay, this is a new facility for you, so to speak, or a new, a new instruction for you or something like that. So it might take a little while for it to get kind of responsive and, and kind of, mm, let's say, conditioned into your practice. So it might take a little while to do that. Um, be, be okay with that if you can. Huh? Just that, and just notice that Sometimes the mind will be right there and there'll be a recognition of it just as it's happening. And sometimes it'll, it, may be, it may appear to be a little slow. But as important as that is, what's more important is how are you relating to that? Is that okay or not? If you're thinking, oh, I should be right on top of it. I should catch it just as soon as it happens. And you're trying to make that happen. That's a little too much efforting. If when you notice that you're a little slow catching it and you have this judgment, oh, darn, I'm, <laughs> that's 
wrong attitude, wrong understanding of what's going on there. So it's how you're relating to what you're noticing. That's what's really important. To, okay. Other uh, comment? There's a question to follow up here. The default characteristic of my mind is spinning its wheels. Spinning its wheels. You mean unlike the rest of us? We all have spin, <laughs> spinning gears. <laughs> yeah. And <clears throat> I noticed that in meditation. Yes. Um, I make an effort to concentrate on the body or some, perhaps the breath, but recurring, recurrent thoughts, worries, fears keep coming that occur when I'm not meditating. So I'm a little bit unhappy and it's not okay when I'm meditating to have the same things going on as when I'm not meditating. So um, that is... That is a source of unhappiness. So it sounds like when you're not meditating, you're just worrying and anxiety and, and fretting and stewing. And when you are meditating, I mean, and that's okay. That's the way it is. And when you are meditating, that's what you're doing, but it's not okay. Yes. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait. That's not right. Wait, wait. <laughs> okay. Now, I'm going to give you a special instruction. Really? See if you can let worrying, anxiety, and thinking, spinning, as you called it, see if you can let that be okay. Because you're noticing it. You're noticing this is what your mind's doing. Okay. Just, just, I'm going to use this phrase that we used yesterday, step back. Or just recognize, oh, the mind is just spinning, it's worrying, it's anxious, it's fretful, it's... Okay. That's the way it is. Yeah, I know. You're, you're thinking, oh, my mind, I'm, I'm going to be worrying. I'm going to be anxious. I'm going to be fretful. But see if you can recognize that's what's happening. And then see if you can be okay with, just let the mind worry. Don't pay any attention to it. You know, just let the mind worry. Just let the mind spin. But keep that recognition. Oh, the mind is spinning. The mind is worrying. The mind is anxious. But know that. Know that that's what's going on. See, just, just try that. And one, one tool, I'm not going to give too many techniques today, but one technique that can help with this is name your experience. Name it. So that when you see that you're worrying, just know, just name it. Oh, this is worrying. Oh, worrying's happening. Worrying is being known. Oh, okay. Worrying's being known. Or anxiety is being known. Anxiety's happening. Well, anxiety is being known. It helps to create that, you know, that space in the mind that I was talking about yesterday and earlier today. So see if you can recognize what's going on and name it. That'll help. And then watch your attitude. See if you can be okay with letting your mind do that. That's really important. The mind, the mind has a deep habit of doing that, doesn't it? You know, you've got 30, 40, 50, 60, 80 years. Not, not 80, maybe 50. <laughs> 50, okay, a worrying. Okay, so, you know, it's not going to stop overnight. But 
if you if you catch it and just and let yourself be okay with that, it'll stop by itself. You don't have to stop it. It will stop by itself once you know it clearly. Yeah. Come oh, on. I just want to say that that was one of the most pleasant meditations I've had in a very long time. And um, we'll be selling copies of that um, know, after the, after the day. I know. <laughs> I was wondering about that. Uh, it was very interesting. Uh, you're, well, I'm not going to say what I was thinking about, um, about that. But I do want to say that my own thinking, I was watching it, and it felt really good when I wasn't thinking. And, um, and I, I did catch myself, and I did some naming, and that is helpful. And then, like the other lady was saying, there, I noticed there was some thoughts, and that was unpleasant, and that was thinking. And then I said, oh, you're thinking, you know. And then also, I guess there was some anxiety about um, something that happened here and it was representing some deep thing that I'm trying to do and mm-hmm. and just through the stillness I, I'd ha- an answer came to me as to why the transaction happened the way it did and that may have been a mis- misunderstanding or something mm-hmm. and then I felt wow I felt peaceful like I had a resolution because I was able to sit long enough with my feelings and you know so it allowed for a solution to this problem to come up that was a really mindful and a kind, kinder way mm-hmm. to deal with it. So I was, I was pretty happy about that. It was like an extra bonus. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> that all sounds good, but now I have a test question for you. <laughs> were you aware of happiness being known? Or were you just indulging in the happiness? Okay, that, that's the question. That you know, next time it happens, notice: Are you being aware? Is there an awareness of happiness happening, or is happiness that kind of experience where, hey, you stop being mindful, you just indulge in it? Yeah. Can you say what the difference is? Is being aware and indulging? Yeah. Even though they're two different words. Okay. Uh, it means you're, it just maybe it means just what you're saying. It's just like any other feeling. Like you're anxious, you're in it, but you're not detached. You're not aware that you're anxious. So is that it's just the same thing? It's just same another thing. feeling, and that same you thing. should be aware of it. And I think for my own personal journey, that's probably an important thing. Thank you. Yeah. Yesterday, and I will mention it again today that there's a big difference between, for example, being angry. Thinking about your anger and being aware of anger or being mindful of anger. Huge difference between those three experiences. So, same with happiness. There's happiness. There's thinking about your happiness. Oh, I did this and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And being aware of happiness. Big difference between those three things. So, now I want to ask you, any of you, were you aware of happiness? Or were you just happy and kind of in it, in it, indulging it. Okay, there's a question over here. Happiness is not the end of practice. That's not the goal. Be careful. Yeah. Um, I noticed that uh, in, in, in sitting just then, um, it if there was a, uh, a thought 
if there was a thought. If there was a thought that happened, um, it would take a while to go, oh, there's a thought, and I've just transitioned to a couple of different thoughts that emanated from the first one. If it was more of a sensation, a sound, that was more immediate. I go, oh, there, there. I wouldn't necessarily note it, but it's like feeling, warmth, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things I noticed that if um, an image came into mind, I would fall into the image. A visual, a visual yeah, image. Yeah, kind of a mm-hmm. visual image. I'd fall into that and would go into story and take a while to to catch. Uh, oh, wait a second. Oh, wake up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's yeah. Different. Uh, you mentioned several kinds of things: physical sensations, visual sensations. imagining, uh, and then thoughts without images, for example. And there's many other categories of experience we can uh, that can be known. Uh, different different people will have different facility in recognizing different categories of experience. Some of you who spent a lot of time, for example, paying attention to sensations in the body, for example, with the breath and other sensations, may have a very, very easy facility, a very quick uh, capacity to recognize sensations, where they are, what they are, and just kind of move on. And be very, just not, not recognize at all, or very slowly or sluggishly, uh, moods, mental states, and, and things like that. There are other people who will be finely attuned to, they'll recognize the subtlety of emotion moving through the mind, just the, just the flicker of, you know, a shift from one thing to another, and they'll notice that. But what's going on in their body as far as sensations, you know, they may be like, not, not there. So the question for you is, is that okay? Sure. When you notice, you say sure. But when you notice that you'd had a, visual, a, vis, a vision and you'd kind of gotten into the story and you're going on yada, 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 and then you recognized it, what was the feeling right then? It was just, oh, like, oh. Oh, there was no judgment of like, oh, I've been lost in thought for a while. No. Look closely. <laughs> I'm not saying there was. I'm not saying there was. I'm just saying, look closely. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no, that that's exactly it. You can we cannot see delusion. That's the nature of delusion. We don't see it so clearly. Okay, what you're talking about, I it's very subtle, the knowing or the being aware of knowing. Yes. And I was thinking just this morning about um this idea of indulging or, or the idea of a deep experience of, say, a taste. And there's a lot of, it's real big in this culture now to really experience something. And yeah. I was thinking about that. Well, there yeah. are certain fields, certain new agey areas where it's a big thing. And I thought, is that good? Or is that going to be helpful to sit and just go, mmm, this ice cream, mm, you know, and tasting it? And what you seem to be saying is that there's this step beyond that, which is just being aware of not the, not this, the pleasure or, or being aware of the pleasure, but somehow stepping out of it. It sounds like I'm just it's so subtle. I'm trying to get clear on what you're saying. And so in that example, do you have something to say about that? 
that one. Probably I have something to say about everything. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I, I, I am trying to make that point that just the capacity to kind of um, kind of merge into something and really taste it and get it from the inside and just mm, like that. Mm, mm, mm. You know, that's okay if there's awareness that that's what's happening. However, however, my experience is mostly that we have the awareness of it and then when we uh, abandon into it, we lose it. We lose that awareness. We lose the awareness that that's what's happening. You know, we get absorbed in the experience. That absorption is a samadhi. It's a concentrated, calm and very pleasant state. But it's not insightful. It, it seems to have um, it create. It seems to me to set up a clinging or to a, set up a, a clinging, a grasping, yeah, or or some kind of attachment. Like this is so good, and I can't wait the next time I get to do this. So yeah. that's why it doesn't yeah. seem helpful to me. Yeah, it's true. Uh, well, I won't say it's always true, but there's there's that is one of the common ways that we lose the continuity of awareness the continuity of awareness with understanding. Let me, let me, let me, let me make it, uh, speak on that. She was talking about the kind of experience where you're open to something and, you know, we've had the instruction to kind of taste it, to just... Okay. If you've lived very repressed all your life and you haven't really opened up to anything in life, go for it. <laughs> However, that's not most of our problem. <laughs> most of us don't have that problem. Most of us have, have that we've been indulging plenty and now we need to know what's, what's going on. In that indulging, and I use the word indulging to mean just that, where you lose the continuity of the, of the awareness. There is, there is the awareness of the taste, but there's not the awareness of the knowing of the taste. You see the difference? Do you see the difference? The awareness of the taste is a, well, it's, it's a concentrated, uh, samadhi-like, pleasant absorption in an object. But what isn't happening there is the clear recognition of this is what's being known. Yesterday, I, I'm going to, I'll get you right in just a minute. Get the microphone. But yesterday, I mentioned that in every moment of in every moment of life, in every moment of the mind, there's there's three elements coming together. There's a sense object, a sense door, and a sense consciousness. So there's a sound the sensitivity of the ear, and hearing. And when those three things come together in a moment, there's hearings happening. Awareness or mindfulness can take any one of those three as its object of attention. Mindfulness can take the sound as its object, or it can take hearing as its object, and in some cases, 
it can take the sensitivity of the ear as its object. And that is what's being known. In this practice, we want to know what is being known. You can say, oh, hearing's being known. Okay, fine. You can say, sound is being known, and that's okay. But if you get absorbed in the sound, you're going to lose that recognition that sound is being known. It's like, did you ever lay down on the floor, nice soft carpet, nice quiet room, and put on your favorite music? What happens? You get lost. You get lost. Yeah, and it's pleasant. Yeah. You observed a few minutes ago that it's not I don't say it. Uh turn it on? Maybe when you hand it to somebody you can turn it on for them. It's on now? Okay. You observed a few minutes ago that some of us have a greater facility with observing some perceptics over others. Uh, I'm sorry, could you begin again? Uh, that some of us will observe more easily certain types of perceptics yes. over others. So yes. shifts in thoughts versus bodily sensations yes. versus emotions. Sure. Um, do you think that there is any value in perhaps only occasionally taking time to practice noticing what you tend least to notice? So if, if, if I have a facility in noticing shifts in thoughts but paying less attention to my body, is there a value with the purpose of expanding consciousness to deliberately pay attention to the body? So the comment and the question is, you know, if we're skillful at one thing and then we know that we're not so skillful or not so adept at another, should we practice more of that? Uh, I think there's a time and place for doing that, for recognizing our weaknesses and, and kind of working more intentionally, diligently to strengthen a weak area of our practice. But I wouldn't do it all the time. Because then it just gets to be a real, you know, there's, you got to look at what's, what would be the attitude behind that, you know. And it would be hard to do that with all the time without having some real, you know, kind of something about it. There'd be a little bit of a, I agree. I think it would be a chore if it was done all the time, but on yeah. occasion, perhaps. On occasion, yes, I think so. it would be okay. Um, but let me just say that, it, on the other hand, if you just made noticing or recognizing the predominant experience of each moment, your practice, you will eventually learn to recognize all of these experiences. Okay? Thank you. Yeah. So I, I want to be careful about encouraging having an agenda in your practice. Having an aspiration and having an energy and having determination, yes. But an agenda to look for a particular kind of experience is really hard to do without a kind of a tightening and a gripping of the mind. Yeah. I'm getting a little bit confused as I listen to you about um, whether it's helpful to get lost at times. It seems to me that it's not a bad idea to get lost sometimes, like when you fall asleep or when you, 
you're calling it indulgence. And I can see where that can be unhelpful. I'm looking at this right now from a mental health perspective. There are times when it seems to me as if it's wise to get to, to surrender, perhaps, to some things, instead of always kind of having a, I've got to be aware of this moment kind of thing. Because then it can prevent you, or I think it could prevent me from even being present. Do you understand what I'm saying? It could kind of, I could have kind of like this anxious voiceover of, I've got to be aware of what I'm doing. Every, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I think that uh, I agree with you. That if, if there was this constant kind of, uh, I've got to be hyper vigilant, you know, if, if it tended towards more than just being vigilant to hyper vigilance where there was a, a kind of like a, a ready to pounce on the experience, that's too much. That's a, that's a wrong attitude in the mind. It's not, the mind's not relaxed. So we want the mind to be relaxed, but attentive. If we're not too attentive, if we're not attentive enough, we'll be indulgent. If we're too attentive, we'll be kind of top-heavy, a little striving, a little kind of like hyper-vigilant. So it, it is a balance. And a lot of practice is about finding balance. It's just like monitoring on a, an ongoing basis just whether we're a little bit too, or a little too, little too amped up or a little too... Uh, a little too mentally relaxed. Yeah. 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 Could I use the microphone? Yes, please. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, I can. Um, yeah, I echo what she's saying. I was a little confused, um, I think, in my personal experience, but not in this practice. Um, <laughs> I find it hard to get lost in an experience because I'm always naming it or saying, ah, oh, I'm happy right now, or I'm feeling joyful, or I'm angry. And not just going fully, let's say, into the anger and being angry without noticing I'm angry. Uh. So my personal journey has been to just say, okay, I want to just be angry and not be aware of it and just let it out. You or, do? Or happy. Or... <laughs> or or not say, oh, I'm, I'm sad right now. Because so, I'm, I'm always, always vigilant, but not hyper-vigilant. It's just a natural thing for me. It's a question that comes up that, you know, when we're angry, should we be angry? Should we just express it? You know, and, and isn't it kind of... Um, uh, Kind of, isn't it being free and whole? You know. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it just being free and expressive to just kind of express what's going through through our mind now? And that linguistically that may sound right, but experientially that's not what happens. If we are expressing our defiled states of mind, we are strengthening them. We're strengthening them. So, I would say be careful about, you know, there's a time and place for, you know, meeting, you know, uh, abuse and 
uh, overbearingness. There's, there's a time and place for confronting the abuse of power with a lot of energy and a lot of intensity and wisdom. But that doesn't mean anger. You know, so I think you have to be a little careful about that. Yeah, I didn't mean to focus on anger um, yeah. as much as just being aware of feelings. So if we choose anger, I would I would say, okay, I'm angry right now. Yes. I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a time out. I'm going to angry. I'm going to think about this and reflect and not allowing, it's stifling that feeling or the joy. Yeah. It doesn't have to be anger. That, that didn't mean to, I'm talking about healthy anger if it even exists. Okay. Let me, I, I, now I get what you're talking about. It's true. When an emotion comes up, anger, joy, whatever, whenever it comes up, and it's there, it's got some energy, and it's lingering, it's not just kind of passing through, then awareness practice would be to, oh, recognize this is what's going on. And when you, you know, when you, when you, when you allow yourself not to just indulge in anger, which means to just wallow in it and express it, possibly, but to be aware of it, you see that this thing called anger is made up of all kinds of, you know, there's the story about the ang- this particular anger. There's sensations in the body. There's thoughts about what you're going to do in the future. Thoughts of revenge, regret, you know, and oh, poor me, and that son of a gun, and all the other times of anger in your past also come up. And all of these things are kind of swirling around and coming into view one after the other. That's good mindfulness. If you can watch that, just watch that. Just watch. Oh. Anger's being known. Oh, memories being known. Planning being known. Thoughts of revenge being known. Hmm. Oh, okay. Well, there's intense sensations of gripping in the gut and clenching in the fist. They're being known. Oh, yes. That's really interesting. Yeah. You know. But you, you know, we're we're watching it in order to understand. This is the nature of anger. This is what anger does in the mind. This is what anger, anger does in the body. These are the kind of thoughts that produce anger. These are the kind of thoughts that anger produces. So that we're really, we're really trying to understand these experiences, whether it's anger or fear or joy or happiness or whatever, so that we don't get caught in them, so that we understand them. Because when we understand them, then the mind can, can, can let them go. Yeah. So we're not, we're not trying to suppress them. We're also not letting ourselves indulge in them. Yeah. One more comment. On, on. It is on. I've just attempted to reconcile the idea of uh, judgment. It seems like if for meditation to be a good, to do good meditation, you need to have an altered mind that will monitor the mind. As in, my mind is doing this, so there is another mind. Yeah. There is thinking about the mind. Yes. So how, how can I reconcile that? Because I'm, I'm attempting to work on judgment, but it seems like if I'm becoming more self-judgmental, I'm judging myself. Yeah. This is okay. So that's a judgment. Yeah. Yeah. This is not okay. That's a judgment. But there is a mind, like an outer mind, monitoring the whole thing. If, you know, that, that's a good point that, you know, we can watch the activity of the mind. The mind is doing this. It's chattering away. It's doing this. All the while, there's an awareness of this mind. 
this mental activity. Just like there's an awareness of physical activity, there's awareness of ex- environmental activity, there's awareness of mental activity. So we, we just, we, as long as we can recognize that there's this awareness of it, fine, we're not entangled in it. But what may happen, and I'm going to step one piece beyond what you were just saying, what can happen is, then we get identified with this and say, oh, why aren't I being really aware? <laughs> huh? You know, and what has to happen then is, whoops, we've got to step back and recognize that. Oh, there's an identification with being aware. A mindful. Huh? So that's what awareness does. It just kind of sifts back and, and takes in the whole picture again. And then when you get identified with that, you just step back from that and take it. So the activity that's being known doesn't matter. You can be watching risings and uh, sensations in the belly. You can be watching thoughts in the mind, sounds in the room. What is being known? Irrelevant. Is there a recognition of the knowing of it? That's what's important. What's your attitude in the mind that is knowing all that's going on? Whether you're noticing a pleasant sound or an unpleasant sound, doesn't matter. How are you relating to it? I don't like it. I like it. I want it to be different. This is really good. Aren't I good at this? That's what's important. Noticing that. You see? No. Some see. Okay. Okay, last comment. And then we're going to take a little stand-up break. And There's a microphone there. First, it was um, really very easy, easy um, sitting. It was and an easy sitting? This morning was very hard. It was very easy. And there were no thoughts. There were like two thoughts only came in and I noticed them. But being in that space, I asked myself, what now? <laughs> what now? What do I... You know, what do I observe in the space that yes. I'm in? Yes. Yes. Good. Well, okay. This is what was happening. What you were noticing is the question, what should I be observing now? Right? Were you aware of that? Or were you just indulging in that question? No, no. I was, I was coming from there. Okay, I'm observing this. Yeah. Okay, and now what? And, then, and now what? And there was more space. And it was great. I mean, it was just like being there. In that space. Okay. And then you said, what am I supposed to do now? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you aware of that? Yes. Here's the space. Nothing's happening. Wow, no thoughts. Cool. I wonder what I'm supposed to do now. <laughs> Whoops. Did you notice that? That thought. Did you notice this thought? What am I supposed to do now? Well, it was a conscious asking. What would you call that state of mind? If you were going to name that, as a state of mind. What would Analytical? You <laughs> Questioning, maybe? Questioning? Huh? Perplexity? Wondering? Confusion? Inquiring? No, 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 no confusion. No confusion there. No confusion? <laughs> there was no confusion. Okay, so there was some it questioning, was, at least. Yeah, it's just that uh, um, in the next... Because I always tend to feel that I... It's that space that that brings so much comfort to me. That brings There's so much a great what? comfort in being in that space. Great comfort? Yeah. Did you notice that? That's why I felt that. That peacefulness place, that, that 
space that I am in, and that's what I feel. I mean, I'm not allowed to feel that wonderful. <laughs> no, no, no. You can be. You can. You I mean, can feel that. But are you aware of it? Are you aware that oh, peacefulness is being known? Are you aware that oh, questioning is being known? Yes. My. my yeah. Sure. Okay. So what's the problem? <laughs> is that? That's what I'm asking. I mean, for me, it's like, what's the next step? Okay, that question right there. Uh-huh. What is that? Were you aware of that? What's the next step? What, what's the next step? What's that attitude of mind? If you were saying, what's the next step? Planning. Yeah. So all you have to do is say, oh, wondering's being known. If you if you get caught in the content of that question, mm-hmm. like you really want to know what's got what's next, you're indulging in the question. Rather than being aware of the question. Get it? So the question is, what next? What next? If you really think you have to answer what next, you know, whoops, step, step back here and say, oh, questioning is being known. Back on earth. You don't need to know the answer to that question. You just need to be aware that questioning is happening. Okay. When, when you was asking about judgment, is it possible that if you have the judgment, you realize that you become aware of the judgment, you ask, what's judgment about? So that you can go deeper into that state, to the cause of that effect. Ah. Would you do that? No. No? In this practice, I wouldn't do that. There are, there are psychological techniques and psychotherapeutic techniques for doing that. But in this case, I would say, if, you, if judgment or judging becomes known, okay, judging is known, is there, how are you relating to that? Once you recognize that judging is being known, is that okay or not? If you, if you get down on yourself for judging, then you've got to look at that attitude of getting down on yourself. If it's just, oh, judging's being known and there's total equanimity, fine. That's good. But you don't need to go, you don't need to go into, oh, where's this judgment coming from? However, if it lingers, if this lingers, if something lingers and there's just this recurring judgment and story about the judgment and all that, then you will be looking at the cause and effect relationship that's given rise to the judgment. But if it's just a judgment being known and it goes by, I wouldn't look. Okay. Now I'm going to give you some instructions for the next period of time. It's called mindfully milling about. Okay? So now we're going to get up and have a cup of tea and stretch our legs and rearrange our cushions and go to the toilet and, you know, but we're not going to talk. We're going to look and we're going to move, we're going to see, we're going to do, you know, whatnot for about 15 minutes. But I want you to be mindful as you mill about. Okay? Mindfully mill about. And then I'll ring a bell and we can come back. <laughs>